everyone. Welcome back to yet another session of what we hope will become an increasingly popular uh, short set of podcasts, Parallel Barkings, Bark, Bark, Bark. My name is Larry Backer, and I am barking in parallel with my uh, daughter, Ariana. Say hello. Hello. Uh, and we talk about odd and random things with absolutely no uh, agenda. Uh, other than to see what we can squeeze out of the absurdities of life as reported from time to time uh, in media that capture our eye. And today, I think we have a fun one. And, Super fun! Uh, yay! And and hopefully, Ariana will uh, be able to... Uh, I'll guide us learn. through. I'll guide yes, us through yes. the, right, the right, article. Right. How about so that? So Yahoo, Yahoo News reports Japanese female... Oh, I just lost it. Japanese female pro, pro gamer. gamer. Yep, go ahead. Japanese female pro gamer is fired after saying men under five feet, seven inches tall don't have human rights. Um, and this is, I believe, occurring in Japan. Uh, and in the context, she is uh, an employee of a company uh, that is well embedded in the uh, the network of, of, of companies. They have sponsors and sponsors probably have even thinner skins than uh, large corporate offices. And the comment would, no matter how you look at this. All right, so his comment. Someone. All right, Ariana, so there it is. His comments are coming from a, a disbelief as to why this woman would have been fired so easily by a Japanese company for something so quote unquote small. But after hearing that these were spon their sponsors involved, then then there was understanding. Dot dot dot. All right, right, right. And the understanding is what that that sponsors are a little bit more sensitive to language use. Uh, is it because uh, they are at the forefront of advocating the rights and dignity of uh, short, and that's a relative term, short people? You're, you're absolutely, oh, I love where you're going with this. Absolutely not. <laughs> They are not for human rights, and let's let's go on with that because we no, didn't get I mean, to this that's part. That's a categorical statement. Let's let's soften that a little bit. Um, let's just say that okay, their motivation okay, may have okay, a they human might, rights consequence. They might, but, by yes, but their main goal might be instead to reach the largest audience. Well, why why isn't human rights? Uh, a something that can be quantified as well and, and measured by the effects of one's human rights affecting activities on your bottom line. And so you may be completely indifferent to the rights, character, autonomy, and dignity of short people, but you are much more interested in that rights uh, and autonomy when uh, your failure to respect it then affects people's decisions to um, uh, to indulge in your products. It reminds me, it reminds me of a, of a wonderful scene in a movie. I think it was a, 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 an Aniston movie about, oh, I think it was called The Breakup, where um, there's a couple 
and the the one of the the pairs in the couple got very angry because the other one uh, had to be told to do the dishes and did, but was unhappy about it. And the that person who was doing the dishes said, "Well, but I'm doing the dishes. You asked me to do it, and I'm doing it." because you asked me and I know it's important to you and the response from the other person well it wasn't good enough because you have to want to do this no 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 like it I, no. And, and, <laughs> I, you know, and, yeah yeah I yeah no that's not but see my 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 thing with this is the the gaming world is a little bit different and and on this podcast if you have listened to us before we talk about different worlds and different systems and different spaces and how you act and how you you know perform in those spaces and i think the gaming you world have your passport to this metaverse is, is, is a little different than you know how you act and perform in front of people in the real world so like when i'm for instance if i'm playing call of duty on i just name dropped yes i did uh if i'm playing that playing online game x you're right if i'm playing game x online and i'm you know just in la la land and i'm like get the bleep out of my way you stupid butthead <laughs> like uh, okay so you're you're talking about role playing context yeah. role playing but she was not playing a role she was just making some random comment to no one in particular well i mean or what perhaps you, to someone in particular i mean yeah but also when you get into the games like i don't know can, I mean, okay, so let's, let's, there's, there's also, we, we should move on to this story too, because uh, Tanukana, who is the, the player, the, the pro gamer, um, was also involved in controversy in 2020 when she reportedly told someone watching her stream to kill themselves. So maybe that's not the same. Well, no, but she, so she's got a history of randomly offensive uh, comments designed to make uh, to to put her in a position superior to those that she criticizes. Right. But uh, I do note, I do note, however, that she did appear to be helpful with respect to the short people by offering them the advice that maybe they should go and get some kind of leg enlargement surgery. Yes, correctly. bone lengthening surgery, which I've heard is quite painful, but oh, too bad it, I could have used it. <laughs> I mean, I fall in the category here of, of, of people without human rights. I couldn't <laughs> believe that that was a thing. Like, human rights or or bone strategy uh, bone ha, 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 ha. the bone lengthening thing but actually in addition to the whole performing differently in different worlds kind of thing uh the other like it has been pointed out the japanese word for human rights jinken has can take on different meanings 
specifically in the gaming world. So there's been discussion whether, you know, she really meant something altogether different in the live stream. Uh, was or... she trapped then? Is this a kind of entrapment or a strategic? Um... It could be, you know, a lawyering. Could oh, be lawyers. Don't bring the lawyers into this. I want to. Have I one, will I always the bring lawyers. the lawyers into uh, this. Um, Lord save us. First we're thing we do is kill all the lawyers. No, we're that, I'm quoting Shakespeare. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's dead. Um, okay. So Jenkins. So talk to me about Jenkins. Um, Jenkins, human rights. Um, you just put two kanji together. Don't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I think is funny, and I, it. Well, I, but but no, but hold on a second. I I want to stay with Jenkins for a second. Okay. Right, because your point I think is a, a really valuable one. Um, when when and and it's a point that you've raised and underlined not just in this podcast but several others, and you've mentioned this that context matters. And the way in which we infuse words yeah. with meaning matters. So when we say human rights, if you're talking about it to me, who's involved in the world of the legalization of human rights within uh, formal organizations, I will hear those words and something will pop into my head. Yes. Yes. And it may not be as, as they say in the gaming. And your point with respect to playing Game X or being in the metaverse of gaming, the word human rights may mean something else. On the other hand, everyone knows that human rights is, is a word pregnant with meaning, which is quite different and quite provocative depending on the metaverse that you're living in. Yes, um, so true. But yes. that brings up, but all right, so that's all true, but that brings up the question then. <clears throat> is it therefore her responsibility when she's in her gaming metaverse to ensure that the language she uses, which may be appropriate in the gaming verse, also be devoid of sensitivity in other verses, the legal metaverse, the, uh, the international global uh, marketplace metaverse, the identity politics verse. Ooh, ooh, um, ooh, ooh, then I have a question for you. I have a question for you. Oh no, I want the answer, but sure. I don't know, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer yours with another question. Do you think daughter of a lawyer that <laughs> that, that the the I'm I'm gonna relate this to another real life situation with what's currently going on um, in Beijing with the uh, Olympics and how some athletes are um, considering their human rights um, being oh, trampled on by trampled the, on because uh, of the, the COVID yeah. because of the COVID conditions. And oh. so, would do you think it's it's the responsibility of the hosting in you know? country to adhere to the international community's expectations of what human rights are that package okay and the answer there the answer is very complicated i know 
very complicated, very sensitive, uh, and that should be the subject of another podcast. But let me, and and it will be the subject of another podcast, but let me relate it to the comment I made before and to uh, the the um, this person's uh, short people with no human rights comment and the, the, the need to worry about the, the metaverse. Uh, to some extent, again, context matters. Uh, and when you're dealing with states, state responsibility and state discussions, uh, the nature of your responsibility and the extent of your obligation may be very different than if you're a 20 something gamer who's wholly involved in a gaming world uh, but who chooses to go on an interview, but supposedly still within her uh, gaming world uh, in which you make statements. And, and that's what makes this, this difficult. You can't, I, well, I mean, you can do whatever you want, but it doesn't resonate very convincingly to start transposing one set of expectations in one context to another. With respect to the the... Beijing situation only say one small thing is that the, the Olympics sits at the nexus point of a series of very intense and very contentious uh, conversations that are being had at the moment uh, among critical and critically important actors about everything from the meaning of human rights to the possibilities of differences between liberal democratic and socialist human rights to the expectations of a host with respect to foreign guests mm -hmm. and with and the obligations of guests with respect to uh, the country the into, that is hosting them. <laughs> and so this becomes very complicated and it can go, I'm not suggesting which way it goes, but I'm right. suggesting that that is not a simple thing. Although one that can be strategically exploited by all sides, mm -hmm. uh, given everyone's propensity to, to make a gaffe because they're all humans. But it's it's this one that's that's actually much more interesting. And your point about Jinkin is really, um, which is why I wanna go back to it. Uh, it makes this really quite interesting in the sense that here you're dealing, you're not dealing with a state, you're dealing with a human being, you're dealing with a human being who is autonomous and ought to, to be able to develop her autonomy within the verses into which she chooses to embed herself. Um, at the same time, she doesn't sit in splendid isolation. Uh, her verse interlinks with a bunch of others including the, the uh, brutish, but quite necessary, since we all profit from it, uh, the, the brutish verse of commerce and of, um, of, of business within another verse of global differences and sensitivities to the use of, I hate using this term, but I will, trigger language. Well, yeah. The language that may not trigger in Japan and may not trigger in the, in the gaming verse, but may trigger somewhere else. But that's just the beginning of the problem, because at that point, you have to ask yourself, well, who has responsibility to what? And why is it that these big, rich, well-heeled companies almost always invariably get to shunt down the consequences and responsibilities of this to individuals? Because that always seems to be the way this, this works. 
Uh, and so what winds up happening is you have a situation where this becomes ordinary. Oh, um, person says something that uh, potentially uh, annoys or offends someone else, person goes and large companies who have been exploiting her can exploit her even more by shunting down the potential adverse effects of this to her mm -hmm. uh, by first assuming that it has some impact on them, which may be a quite arrogant thing. And then having done that kind of shifted the her autonomy up to them, then taking it <laughs> and then punishing her on their behalf as opposed to, to her own. And so that's kind of, if you stop long enough to think about it, that's kind of weird and exploitative. And one has to ask whether it, it uh, violates her own, not her human yes, rights to speak, but her autonomy rights. Right, right. As she, a as as a person. As a person, um, she's, she should be allowed to say, you know. Well, no, it's not a matter of being allowed. The well, question the question is, um, to what extent do these other entities ought to be able to presume that they have ownership? of her words or herself enough right. yes, so right. that they can discipline her the way a parent would discipline a child. <laughs> right, are they friends? In which case you rate them, but you're separate. Yeah. Um, do are, is she owned? Because effectively uh, what we've done is we're disciplining someone who over, over whom you have some kind of ownership rights. Well, no one likes to use that that phrase, but but in a sense, that's what happened. And this is putting aside the question of whether what she's saying, which is clearly provocative and clearly offensive to someone, right, is, well, is either. She had stated that in an archive tweet, tweet that she had merely poorly expressed her love of tall people. Right, in a kind of bratty 20 something way. Right. Oh, but, but, but everybody, you know, on, on the other hand, I'm going to say I'm 411, people. I am short. No, but on, on the other hand, at its limits, what, what this episode suggests is that what we have to do is train everyone to be a diplomat <laughs> <laughs> without the benefit of either the status or the money. Right, so that and and you have to stop and think. I, I think, think we're living in those times. I think I think we just have to be diplomats in our lives. Period. Yeah. I think which that's grand, which is grand for people with a college education. And now you're now we're doing it again, right? And so what that winds up doing is penalizing those who those are who not, who've not been socialized are not in the game. Mm -hmm. And we're back to where we were in feudal Japan. Since we're in Japan, I'll go to feudal Let's Japan, where we can, where we make these enormous distinctions in terms of power, rights, expectations between the ignorant, the masses, the people who's, uh, who own the land and must farm it, and then the elite uh, with respect to whom there are other expectations. And, you know, and so all of a sudden we're back to doing what we're always doing in a context in which human rights is supposed to flatten all of this. We're back to finding all kinds of markers where we can distinguish among people and, and uh, effectively discriminate against them on the basis of things that have nothing to do with what she says, but with effectively with ignorance about the rules that are being developed in the far more um, uh, 
high halls of, of power to which she has no access. Because I'm assuming, giving her the benefit of the doubt, I'm assuming she's a 20-something gamer that is deeply embedded in the gaming verse. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She um, was super good at the game Tekken. Right. But she's not. A, but again, it's never as simple as that because she is uh, in a relationship with Cyclops Athletic Gaming. And then she is in another and they are in a relationship with the people with who sponsor them. And then this becomes complicated. So all of a sudden, effectively, what we're saying is there's no such thing as autonomy. It's all relational. Well, of course, that's just like how it is with geopolitics. There's no well, such thing as autonomy, but I, really. No, but I don't want to talk about geopolitics. I want to talk about the ability of people to think that they're free and they have free will. This this person. It's because I have a world map sitting in front of my face. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. This person just did what you'd expect a twenty-something to do: is be sort of obnoxious and hyperbolic and crude. Uh, and offensive, whatever her point might have been, and it may or may not have been whatever she tweeted after the fact. Um, but even so, uh, I'm waiting for this to then go down, and I'm sure there are already instances where we're going to start imposing these kind of behavioral, and uh, in a sense, we're going back to Japanese good manners, right? The, the rules, the, the uh, bunch of rules about this, uh, in which with Swift, and immediate punishment in terms of your place within social hierarchies, economic hierarchies, and, and the like. So we're expecting everyone now to, um, the, the cost of boorish behavior is now the equivalent of the, of, in some respects, to the cost of actually doing something that might have far, far more permanent effect on someone uh, when it's actually perpetrated on, on someone's body, we are, we've, and, and ultimately that's what makes this the most interesting. And that is, are we now driven by the principle of offense? Oh, don't, don't say it ain't so. Well, I can't live like that. I've offended you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended by that statement. <laughs> Oh, that's a cheap shot, but still, still worth it. I mean, so, so there it is. So what happened to her? Well, she was fired. Um, is she on the streets now? As even, a... <laughs> I, I hope not. Um, even after trying to apologize many times. Um, Cyclops... oh, so there's a ritual here. Yes. Of, she says something. Of course. It is. It triggers something, and then there's a, a series of ritual um, responses, which may or may not reciprocate or produce counter responses. Yes, there had to be been... some sort of performance, and after, but apparently not performed, good enough. It was not good enough. The statement came out from Cyclops Athletic Gaming saying that they decided to cut ties with. Miss Tanukana, because they do not believe in discrimination or insults. Well, except in discriminating against people who are offensive. Yeah, discriminating against people who discriminate or insult. Right, right. And insulting the 
uh, the broad reading or our community that adheres strongly to a broad reading of personal autonomy in saying things. Uh, but you know, but there it is, and, and it makes perfect sense. Um, so what happened to her? Um, story continues. I actually don't know. Let's see. Yeah, I didn't read. I didn't read on. Yeah, because usually these play out like um, like Grimm's fairy tales. It always ends when the um, when the prince kisses the princess or right at, at, at some kind of climax. And of course we know that life goes on. And I, you know, it's like, you always wonder what happened after the prince and Snow White gets married you know, 10 years after. And every once in a while someone will do something like that. They, they did a, um, uh, they'll, they'll do some movie or, uh, but it's usually horrible. They did a, a book, uh, Gone with the Wind 10 years after or something and, and they were disasters. But you know, this, these, are mythic stories. These are stories that, and the reason it's um, in part, I think, reported is as, um, as kind of stories that are meant to cement uh, appropriate behaviors in accordance with the new narratives and new norms that we must all adhere to. So you always, uh, the, the whole of culture in a sense, are, are bounded by cautionary tales of people who are careless for an instant or who show character lapses so that they say something like, go die, or mm -hmm. um, people have no human rights. But then we don't know what happens after. To yeah. These people. I mean, and honestly, though, to be fair, this article came out 21 hours ago. So maybe if we check back later, we, we can find out. Oh, you know what we should do? we should reach out to her and, and and interview her oh wow we could do that oh well go ahead and do that all right so <laughs> podcast and we'll end with that podcast audience here we go ariana is going and we're going to do it in japanese he is so full of it so, ariana, not doing reach this. out reach out reach out to this oh, this person goodness. And we will do a future podcast, is, if it's at all possible, where we'll interview her. Like you trying to get me to perform karate in front of your guests. Well, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So let's see if it works. Okay. Well. All right. Are you up to the challenge? Always. <laughs> Yay, Bark Bark. <laughs> bark Bark. All right. I think we've gone well over our time. Any I last words? No, no, that is that is quite all. I, yeah, yeah, we have we have done this one to death. We have. Uh, <laughs> until next time, everyone. Bark, See bark. See you next time, y'all.